for the purpose of this conversation, Taylor, we're going to pretend as if you still live in Florida. I was talking to this guy the other day I just met, and wrestling came up, as it always does. If you talk about wrestling, that's my, my trigger point, right? So that's probably the easiest way to have a conversation with me. But this was a unique situation, right? Because this guy instantly goes to me and says, oh, you like wrestling? Do you know who Hulk Hogan is? And I have to say, I think that is the most ridiculous thing anyone's ever said to me. Like, yeah, of course I know the most famous professional wrestler in, of all time. Like, if you don't know what wrestling is, I'm sure you know who Hulk Hogan is. And that's maybe a little conceited and uh, over the top because to some, I guess, they really don't know. So I respond, I'm like, I don't even say, oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. I go, oh, yeah, Terry. I was like, do you know he lives like 30 minutes down the road? Because to me, it's just one of those regular things where they're, we're surrounded by so many professional wrestlers. It's just like commonplace. But then I got to thinking about it a little bit more. And there's so many people who live outside of the state of Florida where like, yeah, they might have one professional wrestler that lives in their state part-time, but he's like the local celebrity. And then in Florida, it's more like the local celebrities. Like, it's such a melting pot. And yeah, it goes outside of just wrestling. Like with Tom Brady being here, you know, he's one of the most famous football players of all time. You have all these famous people in Florida, no matter who I talk to, 99% of the time, People always have a Hulk Hogan story. Like, no matter who it is, I will be talking to them. Hulk Hogan will come up some way, somehow, because of wrestling. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I was at the movie theater once. And Hulk Hogan was in front of me in line and paid for my popcorn and was like, have a great night, brother. Enjoy the movie. I thought it was egregious that I had not met him in the four years that I lived there, honestly. It seems like... You're right. Everyone has a Hulk Hogan story. Everyone's ran into him. Everyone's seen him somewhere or had an interaction without him. And I was starting to feel a little bit left out. Like, sure, I got the Jimmy Hart story. You know what I mean? But like, I, I really, really wanted to meet the Hulky while I was there and it didn't happen. So I, I, I guess I guess we're in the same boat where we're both a little left out. It, it, you've lived there your whole life, though. How have you not ran into him? And that's the thing. I have. I've been here my whole life, and I've never had that organic moment. Don't get it twisted. I very easily could, like, be a regular of Hulk Hogan's Clearwater Beach shop or maybe track down the Publix he frequents that I may or may not I know already the, know. I know the Publix he frequents. I already know that. So, I serviced that store. I just never caught him. You have had the ability to run into him, and even you haven't. But so if I put myself out there, I'm sure I could meet Hulk Hogan. But that's, like, cheating, in my opinion. I oh, want. so there's a, if you want to, there is an easy way to meet him. Like, I have a, a genuine plan. If you're trying to meet Hulk Hogan on how you can meet him and probably meet some other wrestlers while you're at it, he now officially only goes to Publix really early in the morning when they first open, and he only goes out if he's going to his bar, which is in Tampa. So if you're trying to meet him, sneak away to his bar, and you'll meet him for sure. He does regular watch parties almost for every WWE pay-per-view as well. So I think, well, one of them, he had Ric Flair there with him. Like, you could probably meet a decent amount of these guys if you wanted to. Well, and that's that's cheating to me. Like, I could have met Ric Flair, like, 
maybe a month or two ago because he has a strain of marijuana at Move, I think. And so it was like, come meet Ric Flair and get the Ric Flair weed. And that's you piece of shit. You didn't go meet Ric Flair when you had the chance. No, it was too far out. It was like he was at the Orlando move or something. Fuck it, dude. I'm driving an hour and a half to get to hang out with Ric Flair and talk about marijuana with him. That sounds fucking awesome, dude. It it does sound like a good time. I am not going to lie, but it's I feel like it's phoning it in. You know, there's. All of these people who have just like organic stories. And right. the more I've kind of like shot this idea back and forth with people, like just strangers. Like I was talking to my boss about it and he was like, yeah, I met Hulk Hogan one time. I smoked weed with him when I was doing security at an event. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't even surprise me that he smokes weed. And he looked for the one guy who could probably get him some weed and successfully got weed. Right? Dude, honestly... I don't see Hulk Hogan as the weed smoking guy. He does seem like the guy that would hit it and be like, ah, that's too strong, brother. Give me something a little less strong. You got a sativa in there, brother? That's going to hit me too hard tonight. It'll give me a headache. You know what I mean? You ever met those old people that they hit it and they're like, hey, man, I don't really like this. I'm going to need something a little less strong. I don't need to be kicked in the pants today, brother. I know I get, I know exactly that type. And full disclaimer, this is a story that may or may not be true. I am not accusing Hulk Hogan of actually doing this, but this is the picture that was painted for me. That Wait a minute. Care Bear, let's just, was let's that just like throw concert? out all let's just throw out all journalistic credibility and just be reckless. Go ahead, let it loose. Let it be let it be reckless. <laughs> if it's true, it's true. If it's not true, it's not true. But we're saying it's true. On Jaded Wrestling right here, I'm, I'm hallmarking it. It's true. <laughs> You're the one saying this. You're putting it out there. For the record, I am not taking any liability for this statement. Nevertheless, Terra Bear was at a concert, maybe an event, like a local charity event. Sounds about right. And he just needed to kick back. He wanted to take a couple puffs. And I'm sure, I'm sure he had a drink in there. You know, he was hanging and banging. Right? So he, he just saw someone who may or may not have had the ability to acquire a pack of green stuff. And he says, hey, brother, I could really use a smoke and a toke right now. Oh, and God. of course he would rhyme. rhyme. Oh, of course he would rhyme. Uh, brother, you got rhyming. a smoke and a toke I could borrow from you? It'd be a real lifesaver, dude. And then this other individual was like, of course, th- that is obviously something I can make happen and made it happen. So then while passing on the uh, package Terra Bear was like well are you gonna join me brother I can't do this alone because just like you mentioned it was too much for him so he knew what he was getting himself into but when you're Terra Bear it's like you can spend whatever money you need you probably have a cool couple hundred dollars just sitting on your person at any given time right if I get if so, I get here with you and I smoke this I'll be a little iffy off the stiffy brother <laughs> precisely I'm so glad you see my train of thought with this and, and like, what? I okay. You know, we've all seen the videos of Terra Bear playing the bass. You know, he looks like a cool guy when he wants to be. So I wouldn't put it past him to smoke some wacky tobacco. Have you had bad In the back interaction of the sake, stories baby. from him? Because it seems like everybody loves him, man. Like I think he'd be fun to smoke weed with. That's because- the thing. Never. I've never heard a poor thing about him from. 
strangers meeting him, right? Don't get me wrong. If you go on the internet, you're going to see a million bad things. We all have our opinions about it. We're leaving those opinions at the door right now because I'm just pissed that I haven't met him. So I can form an organic opinion about my five minutes of fame with Hulk the Tear Bear Balea. I just think... Uh... It seems like it's almost like he's paying people off at this point to be to talk good about him. <laughs> I I said my one friend. So I had another boss who told me when he was on a date in middle school, Hulk Hogan was in front of him at the movie theater and bought his popcorn. He's buying people off. If Terra Bear buys you popcorn, you're going to remember that as a positive interaction. How dare you say anything poorly when that man spent $900 at a movie theater to get you a small popcorn? <laughs> Once you pop, you don't stop, brother. What movies do you think that Hulk Hogan attends a movie theater for? Like, what movies is he Bring going to? Bring it on. I, so I was trying to think of recent movies that I could see him, like, look around and be like, oh, Hulk Hogan's in line for this. He's definitely probably going to see Barbie, right? Definitely going to see Barbie. I could see him, like I said, bring it on or, like, the, uh, wasn't there, like, like, a Dance Dance Revolution, like, Kung Fu movie or some shit like that? No, but if there is, can Never you back down. Link? Uh, is that a that's an um, MMA movie? <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure there's some dancing in there. I don't think there's any dancing in Never Back Down. I've seen it about 30, 40 times, so I would know. That used to be my favorite movie as a kid. Jake Tyler, don't fuck around with Jake Tyler, man. Am I the am I the only one that likes Never Back Down this much? Probably, probably. Have you ever seen Blood and Bone? Of course, I've seen Blood and Bone with Michael J. White. Of course I've seen I watch all movies like this. Every movie that you've ever seen like this, I've for sure seen it, especially if it has Michael J. White in it. I like all things he does. There's literally not a movie. He's. I watched a movie called Welcome to Sudden Death the other day, and he was a security guard in a stadium like fighting terrorists. Horrible movie, but I loved it. I miss you doing movie reviews so much. Oh, we'll get back to it. Don't worry. We've got some stuff planned. I am in the works to get myself a copy of the Barbie movie right now. I hit up Greta Gerwig, the director, and I was like, listen, dude, I know that you sneakily put John Cena in this movie and there's a wrestler in it. So you're going to have to give me a copy so I can review it on the podcast. She hasn't hit me back yet, but I think she's going to. Don't worry. I think it's in the works. Now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or have been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us some love. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and YouTube's community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jay Rasslin on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but not least, we have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, I, I do have a segment planned for a little later where we can decide who is the best at putting on a tutu in wrestling movies because it seems like we put every wrestler in a tutu nowadays, including your man Terry Balea. What are the other stories you've heard about him in public? Because the one I heard is like crazy, crazy. With me, it's always like surface things. Like the popcorn story is one of them. The weed smoking story. Um, I've uh, a lot of like, you know, I saw him at the grocery store. He said, hey there, brother, just keep on banging and hanging. So you this know, one, like, this one is like Terry at his house. This story I have like. This right, dude was this. like, uh, he, he was friends with a police officer, like best friends with like a police officer. And his na Terry's neighbors kept calling the police on him because he had chickens that were 
cockadoodling outside at all hours of the night. So the police were called to his house at 2 a.m. because the roosters would not stop cockadoodling. So they knock on this door, not knowing it's obviously Terry's door, but they knock on this door and they're like, he answers the door. He's like, hey, brother, uh, is everything okay? And they're like, hey, we got a call of a um, of a uh, loud ordinance, uh, noise ordinance at your house. And he was like, it's these fucking chickens, dude. Like, he's like, I, I, we got them like a, a month ago and I can't figure out how to make them be quiet. He was like, do you want to come in for a minute? No, we can come see the chickens. And he like invited this dude in his house and was like, it's all right. And he like introduced him to his, it was Linda at the time. He introduced him to Linda. What a nice fucking dude, dude, that just invites a police officer into his house. He don't got nothing to hide. He ain't hanging and banging right now. He's just trying to get these chickens to uh, fucking shut up and cluck. You know what I mean? That rhyme didn't work as well. That's why I'm not Hulk Hogan, because I can't rhyme as well as he can. Thank you for unlocking a message. He's like a fucking poet. (laughs) I do not only have a pretty decent Hulk Hogan story, but I do have one poor Hulk Hogan experience that you have reminded me of. I have this dude who I'm friends with that does like contract work and did it with his dad and stuff. So back in the day, I guess he did a job when he was a little bit younger um, for Hulk Hogan in Clearwater. And it was at his house, just like you said, but Hulk Hogan wasn't there. He ended up dealing with the wife. And so they're doing this job and she was like, hey, you know, thank you. It's a hot ass day. She's like, hey, are you guys hungry? Cause they were there pretty much all day. And she was, she, I guess she like whipped him up some steaks. And because, because obviously Hulk Hogan's on a very strict steak diet, that's all he has in his house. And she's like, well, I'm gonna make the one meat I have for you. Uh, and so they're sitting in the kitchen eating these steaks and then Terra Bear comes in. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Eating my protein. I am on a strict diet. How are these weights going to get slammed and jammed if I can't hang and bang with my steak and bake? <laughs> it seems like he was doing a little steak and bake, if you know what I mean, That's what I'm too. saying. In the morning, he's doing a steak and a bake, baby. What a he's- life, dude. We just invented something that I didn't know existed. But if I'm ever rich, I will for sure, instead of a wake and bake, I will be doing a steak and bake. Every morning, I'll that be like, be great. make me my steak in the morning and let me get my steak and bake on. I assume my butler would be named Fritz. I have a butler when I'm rich in my imagination, and his name is Fritz. Brother, brother, brother. A nice little filet mignon, fried egg on the side. You bougie bitch. You bougie bitch. You would go for What, you like to eat fat? Yeah, I want a fucking New York strip. Why the fuck would I want a filet mignon at 8 in the morning? And I can't even say the word, so I look stupid every time I say it because I'm from the Hoosier State, and we don't know how to say the words filet mignon. It's not my fucking voice. Not- my voice. Flaming Nog. How about this? <laughs> A thinly sliced beef tenderloin, bitch. <laughs> I just don't understand how you go to the richest steak you can find immediately. Like, you're just like, oh, just hit the lottery. Flay McNaughton. Hey, man, I did not. Flay McNaughton's for everybody. Listening. Everybody's getting a McNaughton. You had an opportunity to never say that word again on the podcast. And instead, you just fully dived into saying it like a good six or seven more times <laughs> and progressively saying it worse and worse each and every single time. Yo, I thought I was bad at pronouncing. I'm going to fly you out. This weekend's for the McNon boys. Woo! Minya! 
What are you doing this Fuck. weekend? I'll tell you what time it is. Then I look at my watch because this is an audio medium. McNon boys. <laughs> Where do we even time. go from here? I don't know. What kind of steak do you think Terry eats? <laughs> he's not a McNon boy. I can tell you right now that he is definitely not a McNon boy. He's eating that wagyu like Baron Corbin. <laughs> uh, is it said wagyu or is it said wagyu? Because I'm pretty sure you just mispronounced wagyu. Is it wagyu with a Y? No, I said wagyu. You said Wagyu. Is it Wagyu? Are you saying Wagyu? Wagyu? Yeah, there's a Y in there. So isn't it said Wagyu? The Y is silent, maybe? Who knows? See, we're not rich enough to have this Wagyu beef. I'm not. I've (laughs) never had it because that's where I draw the line. I'll spend $36 on two very small steaks, but I will not spend $136 on two very small steaks. But if you had the $136, you would spend it on a little bit of Wagyu. Oh, 100 fucking per- I know 100%. you. You're a boozy bitch when it comes to food. You will eat anything that's expensive if it tastes good. 90% of the time, my body is not a temple. But when it comes to sitting down and eating a meal... My body couldn't be holier. I heard that Arby's I tell has you it what, for brother. ten bucks. If you want to go to Arby's, you can get a little bit of Wagyu. Can we have a non-wrestling uh, related discussion, real, real oh, quick? So yeah, that's a great yeah. point. That's all I ever want to do on that? our wrestling podcast is just have non-wrestling <laughs> conversations. Go ahead. <laughs> you you mentioned Arby's Wagyu uh, sandwich. Wagyu. It's like <laughs> you see. Fuck you. It'll see. You'll see stuff like that. Like. Walmart does it all the time, right? You'll go to Walmart and they'll be like, Wagyu ground beef, right? And it'll be like 12, 13 bucks. It'll be a little pricier, but still you're like, from everything I hear about Wagyu, not only is it very expensive, but the whole point of this meat is to have fat throughout the entire thing. When you turn it into ground beef, you can literally turn anything into Wagyu theoretically, right? Because fat's going to be throughout the whole thing anyway, because it's ground beef. That's like a feature of that meat. I don't know what Wagyu is. I just know the name. I always thought it sounded interesting. Like, I've never had Kobe beef, but I'm sure it's probably better than the beef I have. So, uh, a quick history lesson, right? Wagyu is basically, you would find it in Japan most of the time. It's certain cows who are basically fed a better diet than we'll ever have. They okay. are just overfed and they're fed the best of the best to make them so uh, large and in charge that they're, when they you break them down for steaks and stuff, they're instead of like how your New York strip, right, will have all the fat on the side the fat ends up getting intertwined with the meat. So you'll have like fat meat together. It's like hard to describe on this audio medium. Like you pampered said. Pampered moo moo. Pampered moo moo. But it, it creates a more desirable taste. And then it's more luxurious in the respect that you'll have just very tender bites all the way through. And you'll get all of the benefits of fat without having to chew a big thick piece of fat like for me like i understand why people like it i just i don't like even on roast beef it it has to be a certain uh fat to meat ratio for me to actually enjoy it and maybe i'm being a dick but 
that's just me. The so FTM let's talk about ratio. Again. The FTM ratio has got to be right. I've uh, I I got one more thing to say about cows and stuff. So Hit I me. was <laughs> I was told the other day that uh, female cows are just cows. Like all cows are not cows. So we've been ignorant our whole lives and looking out in a field and being saying there's a bunch of cows, right? Because they're not all cows. There's a bunch of bulls out there. So I'm now officially referring to cows as moo-moos as a whole, including bulls. All uh, cow bull related animals are now moo-moos. So that's why a minute ago I said a pampered moo-moo because all cows are moo-moos. I love that you had a full-on explanation for your generalization of uh, <laughs> of cows. I just don't like to be ignorant, bull. you know what I mean? And you know who doesn't like to be ignorant as well? Terry Balea. And that's why when he sees people in public in Florida, he's always so fucking nice. That's what it is, man. He's just a nice fucking dude, dude. And I don't know if that's like an all-the-time thing, because, I mean, sometimes we could point to uh, racism. Uh, but, uh... You know, I don't want to do that to him again. Like, I don't know him personally, so I don't know that he's a, you know, and uh, I don't know how to say it without being mean, a racist old white man. But, uh, you know, he I does know. live in Florida. <laughs> it's the whole state. But, you know, I don't want to do that to him. And every story that we hear of him is positive. So maybe we just chalk it up to uh, giving him a break here today and we say listen terry you ever want to come on the podcast we could have a general conversation with you i'd actually like to have a conversation with hulk hogan i don't want to talk much about wrestling but we can definitely talk about his favorite cut of steak and whether he likes wagyu or not <laughs> that, dude he's so self-aware he knows what he's doing every time he's out like you know, so many famous people are like, oh, I just want some privacy. He he basks in the glow, man. He can't get enough. And he'll go out and do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants because he knows when it comes down to it, if he meets a stranger in public, he's going to go above and beyond to be polite. If not, make their day better some way, somehow. And for that, I thank you, Terry. Thank you. I would love to have him on the podcast. So just like you said, I do not want to talk about wrestling. I just want to talk about like a day-to-day -day situation. Like what is the real-life situation with Hulk Hogan? What's your your one-hour routine once you wake up? What's the first thing you do? Well, do you wake up and check your phone? His his outside of life stuff is is obviously problematic sometimes, but also like a lot of the stories you hear are interesting and like I'd love to hear like his thoughts on like random things in life too. Like maybe we, I, I mean, I'm never going to be able to pay him the money he wants to have to come on this podcast. You know what I mean? We're pretty much at this point going to have to be like that kid that impersonates him and learn to do a really good impersonation of him and make him like us. Like otherwise, he's never going to come on. We've also bastardized him, bastardized him on this podcast like over. Well, he doesn't times. know that. Well, he does. He now. doesn't know that at all. <laughs> well, I, so I have an idea, right? You spent your life making a career out of bastardizing Hulk Hogan. So, listen here. I have the best idea. I know I said earlier it's cheating, going out of my way to have this uh, interaction with Hulk. So what I'm going to do is take a recorder and put it in my pocket, and then that's find illegal. Him. <laughs> We've already did been down this road. He sued Gawker for thirty million dollars. Will do you have thirty million dollars? Because I don't have thirty million dollars. Oh, I'm dude, not no, trying it's... to get sued by Hulk Hogan for secretly recording him. And him and his twenty-six inch biceps will sure as fuck sue the f out of me. It'll be fine. So I'll just Suing go and up to him. <laughs> I'll go up to him and I'll be like, Hulk, what does a Tuesday look like for you? What's your, well, like, brother, I get up, I take a fat shit in the potty, 
He probably says potty. Hulk Hogan's definitely says potty. He's not a bathroom guy. He'd be like, I take a big shit in the potty, brother. All that meat I ate yesterday, 14 steaks, big time steaks. I had a steak and bake, brother. And then I got to the gym and I was hanging and banging with my boys. And the gold was hanging off my neck, shining in the sunlight through the window. And I looked out there and I saw the ghost of Andre the Giant. And I said, listen, brother, if you want it today, I've got it for you today. And if you want it tomorrow, I've got it for you tomorrow, dude. And that's just who I am because the Hulkamaniacs are out there and there's millions of them. And there's more than them than there is of you. That ended up kind of being more like an Ultimate Warrior promo. <laughs> did. End, but Halfway through it, I was like, oh, shit, I'm transferring this Hulk Hogan accent into an Ultimate Warrior accent. The Ultimate Warrior is coming for you. I, I wanted to... I wanted to sit here and do another impersonation about his doctor's schedule because I'm really fascinated about that. Like, you know, on on the 27th of the month, brother, I go and see my primary. <laughs> on every third of the month, I go and see my my pain management no big, so I can fill no my scripts. Words. He does no what? big words. He's like, he's like, uh, I have to go see the cardiologist. I'm not really sure what that means, brother, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I got to go because my wife says so. The now only thing I'm cold. scared. I just transferred him into stone cold that time. Fuck, my accents are fucked up. Brother, the only thing I'm scared of is a word with more than five letters. I don't know if this is any better than us bastardizing Hulk Hogan. I don't think he's going to like this anymore. I don't know, man. Something about him. He just does his thing. I like to have his confidence, though, once in a while. He does seem like he does get a little sad behind closed doors, probably, though. Like, he's a confident guy outside, but once he gets inside, it's all reruns of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, and he's just crying into a bucket of Kleenexes. I'm just going to need a montage of very dramatic shots of him crying with a do-rag on. <laughs> it's not a do-rag when he wears it. It's a bandana. That's what he would say. It's not a do-rag, brother. It's a bandana. I think no matter what, there's still do-rags. My dad tried to make it work in the 90s. It didn't. So I've been, uh, this is a new style alert. New style alert. I went on Timu and I got a brimless hat. It's just like a cap without a brim, right? And I put it on, and my wife says, that's a do-rag. I don't know if it's a do-rag, but I've been wearing the fuck out of this brimless hat. It's a new style alert. I think we're in a Groundhog Day simulation, and once a year, you try to bring back brimless hats and forget <laughs> that the year prior that you did the exact same thing. Well, Because every you definitely so did this last year. It's a <laughs> It's a different kind of brimless hat. Like the last one wasn't as nice. It what? was like the last one was like a beanie, a small beanie. I call those a teeny weeny beanie. It's a tiny little beanie that you put over your head. It's like a fisherman's cap. This is a legitimate cloth item with like a base on it. Like it's not a beanie. This is a fucking snapback hat without a brim. This is different. This. this is different. And I just bought a second one. So now I've got two. I'm starting the trend full, full tilt. By the end of the year, I'm going to have 30 of these to wear every different day in every color. I'll have one in yellow. I'll have one in white. And the Hulkamaniacs will love me, brother. I got to get out Sometimes and get my walker hurts. to get to the doctor today, brother. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know how I'm going to make it there. These 26-inch pythons don't lift themselves. 